What's up, everybody? My name is Joshua T. Berglund, and we are live on the Live Mono Worldwide Multimedia Broadcast Network. Thank you so much for being here today. And of course, if you don't know already, you can find us by downloading the E3. No, not that anymore. Download our app, the Live Mono Worldwide Multimedia Broadcast Network, on Roku or Amazon Fire. But you can still download the E360 app on your smart TVs and find us there. I'm not promoting social media anymore. Even though we are going to, some channels we're still distributing now. The fact is this, I believe with everything in me right now is it's time to build your own media company. It's time to build your own network. It's easier than ever to do. This is what our foundation does. The Live Model Worldwide Foundation, which is supporting this broadcast. Um, I will spare you all of the reasons why right now, but I talk about it so much. I think most of you know by now. Um, we are genuinely passionate about this, and I'm grateful that a lot of you took the sacrifice to not go on Facebook or not YouTube, and you come over to our network to watch. It means a lot to me um, because ultimately, this is something that we've built, and it really, it just, I mean, honestly, it's, it's, it, it, it's like the greatest compliment in the world that you're here watching um, because it is a little bit different. We get such a habit of going to social media to watch a live or, you know, read our posts and things like that. It gets really tough to get people to change the direction. And you've done that. So thank you so much. I mean, I, it, it means a lot of considering, especially getting kicked off of Facebook for a while to see a lot of you come over. I can see who's there and it, it means so much. So thank you. Um, today, I am really excited because I just found out, I just connected the dots. Well, actually, I didn't connect the dots. She told me. But when I saw our guest in the green room, um, I go, my goodness, you look familiar. And we'll come to find out, I had the opportunity of interviewing her amazing twin sister just a few episodes ago. And she's become a little bit of a friend, I would say. Uh, they have an amazing ministry, which I'll have. I don't remember the name of it off the top of my head, forgive me. But it is a powerful ministry. And I learned a lot. In fact, I learned something so powerful from that interview, I never even knew the courts of heaven was something that we could go to. I was always waiting to, you know, be sent to court of heaven. And thank God I'm, <laughs> I'm right with Jesus now because, you know, that's the kind of court I don't want to go to if I'm like, you know, because I've been to court for the other reasons. And, you know, it's not that much fun. It's just not fun. So, but anyway, I learned that you can actually go to the courts of heaven. And it's been one of the most powerful experiences i've been listening to these different audios and it is i i i, I feel like like I, there, there's been a lot of healing come out of it so anyway uh shout out to anna latour uh because you've been your ministry has been a huge blessing to me and i know so many other people so thank you so much but anyway it's her sister and she's here today and when she reached out to me she said that she got a prophetic word um, and it's, I forgot, it was like February 25th is when she got the word. And it's a vision the Lord gave her. She doesn't call herself a prophet. And kind of like me, I don't call myself a prophet either. I get visions, and I've had visions ever since the very first time I was molested. Um, and it seemed like most of my upbringing consisted of something traumatic would happen, God would give me a vision. Now, how those things work together, I have no idea. I mean, has that ever been that way for you? And of course, I'm talking to you right now because there's no one else here. Uh, <laughs> but it, it, it seemed like that. And then 
and live up even into adulthood. And then when I gave my life to the Lord, my sixth time in jail, when I was facing five years, and I gave my life, I had this supernatural experience with the Holy Spirit. And in that experience, all of a sudden, I started getting all of the visions that I had from the very first time on, and then got to see the rest of it. And in those visions, it was God showing me what was possible if I just, and I, what I didn't understand at the time, but he was saying, this is possible for your life if you choose me. And of course, when I'm living the life of sin and evil that I was living, it was hard for me that to even register or even want to. Like, what is this? This is, this is a hallucination, right? Anyway, so she got a vision. And I'm super excited to hear it because anytime someone says, I don't call myself a prophet, but I got a vision, my ears perk up. Because to me, I think that's the way it should be presented. I, I get offended when people, I don't know why, and maybe God's got some work to do. Maybe it's because of all my bad experiences with prophets. Um, but I really do appreciate when someone says, I don't call myself a prophet, but God showed me something. Because to me, it's kind of like, there's an innocence to it, and there's a purity to it. And to me, I believe it's something we can trust. But with any vision or any prophecy, one thing I know for sure is that if you confirm it or you ask God to confirm it, he will. So with that said, anything she says, and I have no idea what this vision is. I know it's based on Revelation 18. But if this vision, if you don't believe it or you do believe it, and if or you're questioning it, the best person to question it with is the Lord, and I believe he'll confirm. So I'm really excited for our guest today. Um, you guys are going to love her. She's got an amazing personality. This is the first time we've really chatted. Uh, it was right before this started, and I love the energy. So if anything, it's going to be upbeat, but I have a feeling she may kick you in the teeth too, because if she's anything like her sister, get ready. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back. Yeah. 
All right, we're back. Thank you so much for being here again. We're on the Live Model Worldwide Multimedia Broadcast Network. And of course, you can find us on any podcast network as well, or just go to livemodelworldwide.org. The spelling of that is right below us. Um, but thank you so much for your support. All right, I'm super excited about this. Uh, you guys are in for a, I, I believe that this is going to be super special. Uh, but let's pray first, just in case. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the opportunity to broadcast and it is such an honor to get to do this and just to be with another uh, like-minded believer. And um, and honestly, I, I Lord, I just pray that because I have no idea where this is going to go, but I pray, Holy Spirit, that you speak and flow through us as we speak in anything we say, but also um, give, give us the ears to hear, to hear you. Um, and also, if, if, if one of us are saying something, you're speaking through us and we have a word for the other person or vice versa or any of that, Lord, just Holy Spirit flow, 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 flow everywhere. And I, and I ask Holy Spirit that you also drop in on the audience and you open their heart, you open their mind, um, just to, to anything that the Lord has for them. And, and I pray that anyone that's hurting or struggling right now or is battling confusion or depression or sadness or sickness or disease or any of that, Lord, I pray that you heal them. I pray that you heal them now in, in, the, in the mighty name of Jesus. Let's, don't even wait for the broadcast. Just hit them now. Um, and I believe that you do things like that, Lord. And I know that you're a healing God and you're a God of redemption. And there's a lot of people out there hurting. There's a lot of people out there that have been through some intense trauma. Uh, it's just and in life. It's just beating them up. But one thing I know, Lord, one thing I know for sure, because you've expressed it in my life and so many others, is that everything that the devil meant to destroy us with, to hurt us with, <laughs> we get to use for revenge on the enemy. We get to use it as a victory. We get to use it to glorify you. And that is your power. Only you can do that. And I thank you for that. So I surrender this broadcast to you, Lord. And I just lay this at your feet. And I trust you that anything that's said here is going to glorify you and uh, empower and, uh, and, and and just bring life to the audience. I love you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, I think it's the only, Beth Scott. What's up, Beth? Hi, wonderful prayer, wonderful prayer. Um, yeah, amen. And also, I, I do want to add, Lord, that if there is anything that I say, that I speak that is not of you, Lord, I ask that all those words just fall to the ground and let not even be heard. Let it not take a seed in the heart if it is not from you. Thank you, Father God, in your heavenly name. Amen. All right. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for having me on your um, platform. I really appreciate it. I really do. Thank you. Hey, I'm honored. I There is no greater compliment in the world to me. Um, then I, first of all, this is like my favorite thing to do. I love to MC. I, I love to, you know, I love to speak on stage and all of that, but really broadcasting was that and pitching products like on HSN were my two childhood things that I could just think about all the time. I was obsessed with it. And so when every time I get this opportunity, um, it, it brings me so much joy. Uh, so I, I'm grateful for you and the fact that you reached out and said, Hey, I've got something and I want to share it on your show. Wow, praise God, that's super cool. And I didn't even know who you were, but I didn't care. I was like, hey, this is great. Um, and I'll give anyone an opportunity to speak. I don't turn anyone away. 
regardless of their beliefs. Um, because I think having healthy conversations with people that you that may not align with your beliefs is a good thing because people can still see Jesus in you. And um, and frankly, my experience talking with church people usually doesn't go very well. So I, uh, I'm, I'm working to change that. Anyway, um, before, before we get into all this, because I am like super pumped to hear this. What are you grateful for today and why? I am so grateful for Jesus. Um, Yeshua has been my everything. And um, yeah, he's my best friend. He's my lover. He's my best friend. And I love that he speaks truth, even when I don't want to hear it. If I ask him, what do you want me to do today? Or who do you want me to pray for? Or what do I need to work on? Um, he'll tell me like it is. And it's hard to find people like that. So I am grateful for Jesus. You know, that that drives home another point that I've been trying to, I'm wrestling. It's not one I'm wrestling with, but we all try to unite, like Americans try to reunite around freedom, but everyone's definition of freedom is different. Right. Our understanding of freedom is different. We, re, we, we unite around sports teams. We reunite, unite around the church we go to, but it's, it's not a strong enough bond. It's not a pure enough. It's a too complicated. There's too many different scenarios there to really be able to truly unite around that because you said one word that matters, truth. And it's really, really hard to have consistent truth with humans because of fear, insecurities. There's a lot of reasons why people don't live in truth. But Jesus right. is the truth. And it's and he's and he is perfect. And it to me, I wish that I could express this in a way that Muslims and atheists and Buddhists, who I have great friends that are, that they don't have a savior per se to to be able to to really unite around, to have that forgiveness, to have that same kind of peace. And if we could just get the world to unite around Jesus, none of this other stuff that the world has tried to divide us with would ever, ever have, has no substance. It wouldn't carry any weight. There's nothing that would stop it. So as complicated as it sounds, I can't wait for that day for us all to be able to unite around Jesus because then the denominations don't matter. Your interpretations of what the Bible says don't matter because you've got the word right there. So anyway, I went off on a tangent. I no, that's, that's okay. I, I sat there just agreeing the whole time because that is truth. And honestly, you have to get you do have a gift for that, Joshua. Just so you well, know, like, as I was sitting here, I just felt that oh yes, he can he can preach it. So um, I mean, I know that you're confident in your identity, but as you grow into it, you'll realize that there are a lot more gifts. Um, as yeah. So without getting into that, because I could go on into. Um, <laughs> and maybe another time I'll have to give you what the Lord was showing me about you. But, um, but yeah. I'll let you no. do that after. Uh, I'm welcome to hear it. But now I've okay. got chills and my legs are about to fall down. So. Yeah. I Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'd love to. I Yeah. Um, All right. Don't forget. Because okay, I want to I'll, I'll write it down. Um, so I don't forget. Okay. So, I no, I agree. Forget, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, yeah, I'm going to write down some notes on that. But um, 
Yeah, I do agree. And, and I know when I was saying, I was like, well, if I would have said that to myself or if I would have heard someone say that like seven years ago, I would have been like such a cheese ball. Like I would have thought that is the cheesiest thing I've ever heard. But I honestly say it with a hundred percent of confidence. That is who I'm grateful for. And when you've gone through hell like yourself and like myself and others, you go through the fire and you know what got you through it. It'll forever change you. You'll never go back. So, um, yeah. So I really mean that. Yeah. You know what? And the kind of, um, I mean, I love my gratitude practice, but really none of it even exists without Jesus. Right. Period. I, it, it, Man, I, 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 I mean, it's in my book. It's all, you know, the devil inside me. I, 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 the monster that I was and I, gosh, man, I, I just, look, I'm far from perfect. And, and I'm, but I, I, one thing that I, I do say that my heart is pure for the Lord and it, and it chases God. And I want to be all that God created me to be like from the very top of my long gray hair to my ugly toenails, <laughs> I want to be everything that Jesus created me to be, that the Lord created me to be, that, that that's what I, I want that because I know what life without him, or at least when I wasn't, hadn't given my life to him, I know what that was like. And it's not fun. I, I'm, I see my, my oldest daughter, you know, dealing with the consequences of my absence, not being there for and the struggles that she has. And thank God for redemption because now I'm getting another opportunity with my two little girls uh, through my wife. And, you know, and it reminds me every day of my twins that I give up for adoption because I was a junkie and, you know, I had no business being in their lives. And I think about all that stuff that I lost and it was a lot, I mean, a lot. I mean, I went to LA with a million dollars and in eight months was homeless. <laughs> I mean, wow. I, I just, like I was just, I was hurt, broken, had no happiness. Unless if it was synthetic, um, or came from some kind of you know plant that was you know made you crazy and all that stuff. Anyway, but to know what Jesus has done in my life, and it, it's not been all at once. It's been a slow thing, but over the last six years since I've walked with the Lord, I've seen miracles every single day. And along the way, he has healed me. He's renewed me, mm -hmm. and in his in his uh, everything re, everything I lost, he's he's brought back, with the exception of my twins. But that still gets to happen, and and I'm so thankful. So really, the only gratitude that seems to matter, yeah, I'm grateful for all the things that are back in my life, but none of it's possible without Jesus. Amen. Okay, I'm done talking. Like, <laughs> sorry. No, it's good. Don't be sorry. It's really, really good. It's well, I mean, you're my best. It's not about me right now. So oh, I love it. You're ministering to me too. I love that about when we minister to others, we get ministry back. So that is no, true. It's, I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for sharing earlier um, that I don't call myself a prophetess because I don't. Um, the Lord's given me stuff just like he's given you, Joshua. And there were times, and I'll probably share it at the after I share what the Lord recently shared me shared with me this um, on the twenty fifth. But um, he had shown me things about things to come, and he told me 
to post it on social media. And I didn't. I didn't for fear of um, that looks crazy. That sounds crazy. That'll never happen, you know. And and I I didn't obey them. And if I would have, it had, most of them have come to pass. And if, in fact, I found a, an old. Actually, I found a bunch of them. There's one I might read, but because it does relate to what's coming. But um, anyways, I was. The Lord said, share it. And I thought of your platform. And actually, it wasn't that I thought of it. The Lord dropped it in my spirit. So he wanted me to share it on your platform for a reason. So um, you fireplace on. you're giving me chills. <laughs> I, oh, my gosh. Good. I, ooh, my hands are alive now. Ooh. <laughs> oh, awesome. The Holy Spirit is here. Praise God. That's all I, I love am. when that happens too. Oh yeah. That's my favorite. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not, I'm being distracting. No, it's good. Okay. It's, I, so I, like it. I, think, I think I honestly could start going to heal people right now. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's what that is, right? When you feel that power. It's the Holy Spirit. And it's actually, there's, um, and I, I'm going to actually start probably doing this on, I don't have a platform, so maybe I'll do it on your wife's or even do it on yours, but I wanted to start talking about grace. People talk about grace as in we receive God's unmerited favor, his grace, and that's how we enter into heaven. It's through by grace, not by works. But grace in the Bible, the word actually comes from charis, charisma. And charisma is the empowerment. We always think of grace as like kind of this love, nice feeling. It's it's actually charisma, and that's the empowerment of God and the Holy Spirit working in us. So that feeling that you have, that's the empowerment. That's the empowerment to go heal. That's the empowerment to do the impossible. That's the empowerment to do what only God can do through you. Without him, you're just man. You're just a flashback, as one of my old pastors used to say. <laughs> I love that. I loved. He's like, I'm just a flashback. Um, when you have grace, when you have charisma or charis working in your um, working in you, you can do anything. So that's that feeling that you're having. It's the Holy Spirit, but it's an empowerment. But yes, it does feel good. I love the feeling, and you never want it to go away. And I do believe that when the revealed sons and daughters are revealed and we can see him for who he is and see ourselves for who we are, that will be with us all the time. That won't go. And I do believe that's coming to the earth. And I think it's coming sooner than we think. And I think it's because timelines have been speeding up. But I'll share with you what the Lord showed me recently. And then I'll go back to show that even the things he showed me a long time ago, like years ago, and I'll read it. I, I found it. I wrote it down um, just to prove to you. Yeah, there is something coming. So um, I also wanted to say that according to first Corinthians three nineteen, when we're given a word, in all prophets, and again, I said I'm not a prophetess, but when we're given a word, we know in part and we prophesy in part. So we don't always know. We're not always given the whole thing. In fact, I think rarely we're ever given the whole thing. And that's why he has the body of Christ. That's why he gives pieces of information to different people, because he wants the body of Christ to come together. So I might receive a vision and somebody else receives a vision 
and there's a it all comes together you know when the prophets get together like oh yes or maybe my piece is just to confirm someone else's or whatever it is but i just want to lay the groundwork that i don't know it all and like god didn't give it to me he didn't give everything to me but i will share with you what i was given um it was so it was on february 25th and um at some point i'll probably share on your platform um maybe my story i haven't specifically gotten into that but i was praying for my kids and as i was praying for them i was in my just to give you a little bit of background i was fasting i was in a prayer and a fast um for multiple days um i had already cut out social media i had cut out any news everything the only thing i did was praise and worship in the bible i even stopped um, listening to books and reading books so it was just me and the holy spirit and jesus and God <laughs> and so the Trinity um, so I was praying for my kids that I was in my bedroom the lights were off I had a lamp on I'm just giving you the so you guys can kind of picture in your mind what was going on um, I was sitting on my bed and I was praying for my kids when all of a sudden this flash entered the room um, it's bright the brightest light I've ever seen but it wasn't like a yellow light it was white and silvery. It was so bright that through my eyelids, I could hear it, I could see it, and it startled me. I was like, what the heck is that? I opened my eyes and I looked around the room and I've had that light in a smaller, like maybe about this size, usually just before I fall asleep. Um, and I've had it probably happen less than 10 times. But this was startling. I've never seen anything like this. I thought that maybe there was an angel in my room. I thought there was an angel and I'm looking around. I'm like thinking, I think I even said out loud, Lord, I'm not scared. <laughs> even though there's a little bit of me that was a little bit scared. I've never seen an angel manifest in the person. I've only seen one in the um, spirit. So I was a little bit reluctant, but I was like, I'm okay. I can see it and nothing happened it a few minutes went by and i was like okay i don't know what that was close my eyes again and i started to pray instantly instantly my eyes are closed i saw a tv and i it was a tube tv you know like the tvs we probably grew up with that were about the same age i think joshua and it was like the the square you know kind of square looking tube tv and on the TV screen was, it was like I was watching a movie, scene by scene. I saw what looked like either a Senate building or the White House. Now I say either one because all I could see was the lower part of the building. So I couldn't see the top of it, um, but I knew in my spirit, I, I heard both words like Senate and White House. So I don't know if both of these have something to do with what the Lord was showing me, but I'm going to share with you everything. I'm not going to leave anything out. Um, so I saw the columns. I felt in my spirit there was going to be a press conference. There was nobody there. So it was all empty in front of the Senate in the White House. Then all of a sudden, I remember seeing a flag. I do remember seeing the United States flag. 
then it flashed to a scene of um in my spirit it felt world war ii um just it was like one of those real quick thoughts then i saw um what i saw was men running they were running away from looked like an explosion that just happened so um there was there were men i would say they were in their 20 to 30s in their age they were tall they were slender they were wearing brown and it was interesting is i actually looked for the longest time to see if i could find the same clothing online when i googled it and the clothing was very similar to the um the uniforms or not yeah i guess you could say uniforms back in world war ii which i thought well that's interesting because of what the lord tells me moving forward but they had short sleeve t-shirts and brown khakis and they were running away from what looked like an explosion. Now, I never saw the explosion, but um, but I knew the explosion had just happened because I could see fumes. I could see clouds of smoke and they were low level on the ground. So they weren't something up in the sky. Rather, it was coming off of the ground and there were puffs and it started like a dark gray and then it got darker and darker to where they were kind of almost black. And it was coming towards the men and the men were running. And I remember thinking in my heart, I was like, those guys, there's no way. They're not going to get away. They have no chance. And um, they didn't have anything with them. So I felt, you know, no bags, nothing. They were just trying to leave. Like they got no warning. There was no warning and they were trying to get away from it. Now, I felt as I was looking at it, the fumes that were coming at them were gases. They were toxic. It wasn't like some bomb that went off that was this destructive. I mean, what went off was destructive, but you know what I mean, like a traditional bomb. Instead, it was gases and fumes. And I kind of shook myself, but just before like opening my eyes, because I'm so startled and the Lord's done this before, and I think I always pull out of it sooner than he wants. And I need to really work on that. I think I get scared of like, okay, what, what, what are you going to really show me? Um, but I, just before I opened my eyes, I heard the word imminent. And then I opened my eyes and I was like, what was that? And the Lord said, war. And I was like, I kind of shook my head. And instantly, I've been learning about angels. So instantly, I just sent out angels on assignment. And then I sat there pondering for maybe two or three minutes. And I said, um, where? Where was I? And he said, here. Not like where I live locationally, but here in the United States. And I was a little shocked. And then I said, um, I asked the Lord, what do you want me to do about it? And he said, tell the world. And I remember laughing out loud. And I was like, <laughs> my small circle. 
And that's when I was like, Lord, you've told me to do things before and I haven't. And I should have. So the, and then that's when he immediately dropped into my spirit. Not immediately. It was a little bit. He dropped into my spirit, you and your platform. I haven't even shared this on my social media. Not that it would even matter, <laughs> but um, I've been praying and fasting about it. And I asked the Lord for words to share today because I was like, Lord, I need you. Um, the very next day, um, I shared it with my sister, Anne Latour, and she said she, she had prayed about it too. And she really felt like my question was like, is it, um, is there a possibility that this is just a spiritual attack? And Anne had prayed about it as well. And we really felt like it was a physical attack. Um, and to be honest, I was nervous on even sharing this because some of the prophets that I've heard in the past talk about kind of the, yes, there are things coming, but I've been reluctant because I kind of feel like they've been safeguarding our nation and that, you know, that all these wonderful things are coming. And I do believe that some wonderful things are coming. But I think there are some things that are going to happen first. Mm -hmm. And the Lord's been showing that to me for years. Um, now, when I say year, I'd say probably years, six years, maybe the last six or seven years. Um, so it doesn't, this doesn't absolutely shock me. Um, the next day I prayed about it and I asked the Lord, I need scripture. And that's when he gave me Revelation 18 and 19. And honestly, when I read it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what this is. So in Revelation 18, and I'll, I'll stop talking for a second if you had a question. If no, I was going to ask you, do you have it up where you can read it? Or do you oh. want me to? Oh, no, I didn't even think. I know my sister shared the screen. Here. With you. <laughs> um, do you have the capability? Yeah, it's right here. I, mean, I can pull it up on the screen, but I'll just read it. Everybody okay. at home, grab your Bible. Oh, I have it too on my phone. But go ahead. Do you have Do you have the New Living Translation? That's where I was looking. New NLT. Yeah. Okay, I was an NIV, but I'll do NLT. Um. I do have it, but yeah, if you read it, it'll be more powerful. I would. Okay. So eighteen and nineteen. Oh, the fall of Babylon. Of course, we're fall. We're Babylon. I would After, say just read eighteen for now. Okay. After all this, I saw another angel come down from heaven with great authority, and the earth grew bright with splendor. He gave a mighty shout. Babylon has fallen. The great city has fallen. Oh, the chills. She has become a home for demons. She is a hideout for every foul spirit, a hideout for every foul vulture and every foul and dreadful animal. For all the nations have fallen because of the wine of her passionate immorality. My goodness, watching the State of the Union address last night, I felt like I was in hell. Right. The, celebrating America, America's back, chanting USA. And I'm like, you're all freaking demons. Every single one of you that are chanting this right now. They're on demonic property. It's the 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 whole Washington D.C. is laid out into pentagram, which the Masons did, 
it we I mean we're Nazis basically the United States is the Nazi party so what you were saying earlier with your prophecy World War two I don't know if that's when it started but I know this the Nazis didn't lose they came to America and they went to Russia too this right. whole Ukraine bull crap that's happening it's all it's all show it's not even real right and, and, and I don't want to get off on the change and I'm reading the no, Bible it's, here, it's true in Babylon Babylon represents the political and the economic system so for people who don't understand what Babylon is they're saying he just read it has fallen the political and economic system which is run by the upper echelon that's like the top percent that's your illuminati if you're if you don't know what the illuminati is forum all of that yes go ahead sorry i didn't interrupt you no you are the one reading the scripture okay oh i can go off on this for an hour like i immediately knew your the vision that you have i'm right there with you my wife has already been seeing like we're, God told me to pack <laughs> and, and, and I'm like, I, and I know, cause, but anyway, I will, I'm going to, I'm, I could go off everything you've already told me. I could, you gave me five hours of content because I have another piece of the vision. Anyway, I'll continue. Oh, oh man. I want to hear about this. Uh, we'll be here for four hours because oh, I can wow. go into the fourth industrial revolution because this financial system is collapsing. The government system is collapsing. The one world government's coming in, all of that stuff. This is here. So, like, we're going to see hell on earth. And when they, the, if you saw the list of the ingredients, are the side effects of the jab that came out yesterday? I didn't see the recent. Holy jeez. I mean, I knew some of it because of <laughs> HIV, but it's worse than that. It's worse than that. And I know people, people are like, how is it get worse than that? But read it. Uh, anyway, okay. Wow. Number three. For all the nations have fallen because of the wine of her passionate immorality. The king of the world have committed, the kings of the world have committed adultery with her. Are you seeing this, people? Because of her desires for extravagant luxury, the merchants of the world have grown rich. Then I heard another voice calling from heaven. Come away from her, my people. Do not take part in her sins or you will be punished with her. Ooh, chills. For her sins are piled as high as heaven and God remembers her evil deeds. Do to her as she has done to others. Double her penalty for her evil deeds. She brewed a cup of terror for others. So brew twice as much for her. She glorified herself and lived in luxury. So match it now with torment and sorrow. She boasted in her heart, I am queen of my throne. I am no helpless widow. I have no reason to mourn. Therefore, these plagues, these plagues will overtake her in a single day, death and mourning and famine. So when this collapses, it's all one time, third world country, but worse. People talk about what's happening in Venezuela. Woo! Wait till you see it in America, and it's going to be worse because we're spoiled and we've had freedom and all of that. Like, we are not conditioned and prepared for what's coming. Well, some people are. But it's going to be bad. It's hell on earth. Like, whatever your definition of hell is, people, 
we're going to see it. It's, we're going to see it. I've been saying this for two years. When, right when I first started talking about HIV being in the jab, which is into being vaccine-induced AIDS, two years ago, two years ago, get ready, get ready, get ready spiritually, because you're, you're the food, water, all that stuff that you want to prep, your money, your gold, none of it's going to matter. She will be completely consumed by fire, for the Lord God who judges her is mighty. And the kings of the world who committed adultery with her, NATO, enjoyed her great luxury, will mourn for her as they see the smoke rising from her charred remains. They will stand at a distance terrified by her great torment. They will cry out, how terrible, how terrible for you, O Babylon, you great city. In a single moment, God's judgment came on you. The merchants of the world will weep and mourn for her, for there is no one left to buy her goods. She bought great quantities of gold, silver. I didn't know that I was going to say this. She bought great quantities of gold, silver, jewels, and pearls, fine linen, purple, silk, scarlet cloth, things made of fragrant thining, wood, ivory goods, objects made of expensive wood, and bronze, iron, and marble. She also bought cinnamon, spice, incense, myrrh, frankincense, wine, olive oil, fine flour, wheat, cattle, sheep, horses, wagons, and bodies. That is, human slaves. The fancy things, because we are, you know, we're the epicenter of human trafficking and organ harvesting. What's going on in Ukraine? This is where we launder our money. This is where Nazis are, too. Like, you know, because our government's Nazi. I know you don't want to hear that, people, but it's true. Sorry, Bushes are Nazis. You like, do you think they were Christian? Come on. Anyway, um, Ukraine is money laundering, human trafficking, organ harvesting, and worse. After all this, I saw another angel come down from heaven with great authority, and the earth grew bright with his splendor. He gave a mighty shout. Babylon has fallen. The great city has fallen. She has become home for demons. She is a hideout for every foul spirit, a hideout for every foul vulture, and every foul and dreadful animal. Did that just start over? Oh my gosh, I jumped. I'm sorry. The fancy things you loved. Okay, the merchants who became wealthy by selling her these things will stand at a distance. I jumped. Golly, I missed it. My hands talking. I skipped over this or went upward. How terrible the great city. Rejoice. Okay. Rejoice over her fate, O heaven, and people of, people of God and apostles and prophets. For at last God has judged her for your sakes. Wow, that's powerful. I want to read that again. Rejoice over her fate, O heaven, and people of God. So believers, rejoice. Rejoice about this. This is a good thing. Rejoice over her fate, O heaven, and people of God, and apostles and prophets. For at last God has judged her for your sakes. Then a mighty angel picked up a boulder the size of a huge millstone. He threw it into the ocean and shouted, just like this, the great city Babylon will be thrown down with violence and will never be found again. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The sound of harps, singers, flutes, and trumpets will never be heard in you again. No craftsman and no trades will ever be found in you again. My God, are we going back home to Israel? Is that what's happening here? Um, the sound of the mill will never be heard in you again. The light of a lamp will never shine in you again. The happy voices of brides and grooms will never be heard in you again. For your merchants were the greatest in the world, and you deceived the nations with your sorceries. Hollywood, banking, although that's England. But Hollywood, you think about this, and you think about the fraud that this country has committed, the taxation theft that they've been doing, the money laundering, all this stuff. For your merchants were the greatest in the world, and you deceived the nations with your sorceries. And your streets flowed the blood of prophets and of God's holy people and the blood of people slaughtered all over the world. Woo! Right. All right. That was, I saw I kind of messed up on that, but I got so excited that I jumped all over the place. Um, Y'all, the Christians, believers, I don't call myself a Christian. I follow Jesus. Yeah, Jesus is my Lord and Savior. So don't get too offended. Anyway, like this is a good thing. God is going to take care of you. If you are a child of God, he is going to take care of you. But this whole MAGA, make America great bullcrap, is not serving anybody because America has never been great. It's founded on lies and deception and evil. We live, we are, I'm sorry to tell you this, but America, the experiment, all that beautiful story that we've heard and the luxury that we, I know some of you are from around the world that watch this show, but we are spoiled in America because of the hell that we've unleashed, the conquering we've done of other lands, the way that we have treated other nations, innocent people we've murdered in the name of greed. This, we are no great country. We get to fall, hallelujah, because God's children will be saved. There are our plans and our purpose and why we are here does not change because America is false. All right, sorry, Beth. I get no, I it, that is so good. Wow, this feels good. Thank you. Preach it. Wow, no, it is so good. That was awesome. I mean, I couldn't have said that any better. So I appreciate that. That is so true. Um, and you're right. So like for those of you who are Christ followers and you're born again, that means you've received Jesus into your heart, into your life, and you're living a different life. It's not someone who said a mindless prayer at church and you raised your hand and then you continue doing what you used to do. No, you literally have changed your life. You're safe. You're totally safe. And for those of you who haven't made that choice yet, or you did that little, I raised my hand, you know, but you're still living an adulterous life or whatever it is, you've got your stuff in the closet, then at the end, I'll say a prayer so you can receive Christ. But God gave this a vision for a reason. He wants to warn you. He wants to warn everyone. I really feel like his warning is more based on what he told me afterwards, and I'll read it is more for his house it's for those um, believers who are not doing a darn thing i'd be here i'll read it to you and you'll understand what you meant or what he i meant in that so i asked the lord 
Um, I've been praying, fasting, asking the Lord, what do you want me to say? What do you want me to share on Joshua's platform? <clears throat> he said, um, I was given this and then it switched to him speaking to you. And you'll hear how this works. It usually works this way with him and I's relationship. Hmm. The Lord is putting the body of Christ on notice. This is a warning for my, he emphasized my people. You've seen it, you've heard it, and now you know it. It's not time to mess around with your fate. Your future is on the line. You choose health or wealth. Health, you choose me, you choose Jesus. Wealth, you choose the world. I am speaking to my, emphasize my people, and you know who you are. You've danced around with me. You're flirting with the devil and me, and it's time to stop. I loved, I love my people, and I want none lost, none. Nobody deserves what's coming to America, but it will come. Do not be surprised when it comes. Do not be shocked. I love you. My anger is never easy to release. And that is scriptural. Yeah. I've had it with this. And I didn't want to write this or even read it. I've had it with the spineless behavior of my people. Seek me first. Seek the kingdom of God and all will be added to it. Pray often. Pray in the spirit. If you don't know how, ask your pastor. If your pastor can't help you, then you're in the wrong church. My shepherds will lead the flock in my spirit, the spirit of the living God. They will not be tossed by the waves of the sea, but stay anchored in me. I need you to stand more than ever. I need you to rise. It's time for the battle of your life. It's time for a battle of the nations. You will find me when you seek me you need no other do not fear for i am with you rebuke the spirit of fear tell it to go in the name of jesus and that's when i i felt like I, it was kind of silent after that so um i stepped away from writing and and then later on i came back and that's when he gave me um a salvation prayer but what was interesting is um, just before I got on, I wanted to see if I could find a previous word that he had given me because it kind of relates to right now. And so I'm going to read this one. This was on July 18th of 2019. And it says this. <laughs> he said, share your story. I didn't. <laughs> um, I want my people to know if they hear, listen to my voice. I want people to know if they can hear, listen, and listen to my voice. Um, I want you to do it. Push everything else aside and put your trust in me. Then they will hear me. I need all of their heart. Repent. Confess their sins. Be remorseful and trust me. I already know their sins, but they're forgiven. Um, and when I, I wrote in parentheses, I had a happy feeling with authority in that last sentence, freedom for sure. So, you know, he already knows your sins. 
He already knows all of them, so why would we even try to hide them? But when you repent, they're gone. And he really feels, when I wrote that, I really felt like the Lord was rejoicing. When you repent, he's forgiven. You're forgiven and it's just gone. As far as the East is from the West, if you can comprehend that. Um, and then I kept writing. I said, God doesn't care what you did or, or what happened to you. He loves you so much. Don't turn away from me because you might not get another chance to turn back. Time is short. This is where he starts to get pretty serious. Time is short. I need my people and I need, I capitalized need. I need my people to stand up and rise and I capitalized rise together. Stand for what's right. And then I parentheses um, Bible. Nothing has changed about the Bible. It's still true and factual today. My wrath will come. Don't doubt that. Be prepared. Be ready. And then I said, Lord, will your people be here? Because you hear lots of things about the rapture. Like, yeah. we're going to all be taken before. So I asked that. And I said, Lord, will your, your people be here? He said, yes, for some of it, Beth. And I said, should I be scared? And it went no in capital letters, exclamation mark, underlined. Um, so there was an emphasis on that. And he said, be prepared. Yes, be prepared. And I said, how, Lord? And he said, spiritually, no, and I capitalized that, know my word. Engrave it on your heart. Trust me in the midst of the storm. Rely on me more than ever start now that's why i've been um, putting fasting on your heart to hearken and hear my voice more often prepare daily um then i went i there were some personal things i'll skip over and i said how can i help you in your kingdom and he said keep praying for my people open their eyes their ears and their hearts i will need them too all of them as many as possible um, and i asked lord will people get hurt he said yes there will be mass destruction but don't worry no one you know will be involved pray for my people that they might escape destruction and i said lord soon he said no but it will come less than and i that's when i said less than five years and he said yes i can't tell you when beth I don't even know, only my father, but know that it's coming soon. It will feel sooner than realized. Um, and I, oh, so this, this was in 2017, not 2019. I had a feeling this, I, cause it just had the date, the month and date. This was in 17. Wow. Cause it was right after I had a prophecy about a Trump tower falling. Um, and I said, does it have to do with the next election? Yes and no. Trump will not be reelected. If my people pray, he will be, which we know how that whole thing turned out. But the, um, and I know we need to kind of wrap this up, but the Trump Tower, I'm going to tell you real quickly. I had a vision and I wasn't praying for the president or nation. I stayed out of politics, government. I was just very naive. And I had a vision that a tower, it was a very tall tower. There was um, warning tape all around the tower. I could tell that they were getting ready to implode it, to take it down. 
All of a sudden, the tower came down. People were running out of it. I knew people were trapped inside and they were killed. They were taken out. In my spirit, I knew they just took down a tower before it was ready to come down. I didn't know anything about Trump Towers. Call me naive, stupid, whatever you want to do it. I Googled the next morning, tower, Trump, and then something about implosion. Then I get a picture of a Trump Tower. Now, this is, again, before the second election. This is in the middle of his first term. And um, now it all makes sense. He was taken down before he was supposed to, not in the first term, but he was taken down because he was reelected. So a lot of times I'm like, okay, Lord, he was reelected. Now I couldn't find the piece of paper that it said what would happen if he wasn't. But in on that little scratch piece of paper, I do remember he said, Jesus will come back sooner than we, sooner than planned. So if, if we wrap all this together, the Lord gave me chapter 18 and 19 of Revelation. Chapter 19 is when Jesus comes back, um, takes the throne, throws Antichrist down. What I do believe in the bigger scheme of things, the Lord is going to lay his hand down, it sounds like, in a day. Like in a day, everything's going to happen. Based on the vision I had, people won't get a warning. It's going to happen immediately. Um, and I think that's why he's saying you know what, get your stuff together because you won't get a chance. You know, you're going to be standing in front of the Lord on judgment day and he's going to say, what did you do? So um, this is just a warning. People know that it, if you're drawn towards God, it's because Jesus is calling you. And if you choose to rebuke him, you choose to, even if you're not even like vocalizing it and you're just choosing to do nothing, you're choosing Satan. So you only choose one or the other. You either choose God through Jesus Christ or you choose Satan. There is no third middle ground. We don't go back to the dirt and the sand. So um, you quit messing around, quit flirting, quit flirting with Jesus, quit flirting with Satan. It's going to get you nowhere. Satan doesn't care where you go. He just wants you dead and he wants to destroy you. So it's not... And Jesus is the best thing, as Joshua has said, and what I have experienced. I lived a life of immorality and a lot of sin in my, well, in my early years. You know, I'm not that, I'm not that old, but earlier I did. And I know what it's like now, and it's the most freeing thing ever. So. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, so I hope you're right about Trump. Um, I see that part different. I and I know, and I haven't prayed about it because you're right. There's there's part of me that's like, Lord, is he connected into this? Because yeah, I I have seen things that's made me question, and I haven't prayed into it. The Lord hasn't pulled me there, but Anna and I talk about it, and sometimes I wonder if he's a part of it, you know. And I don't even want to get there because, like I said, I haven't prayed about it. Yeah, I so. Yeah, I, I, I want to make this clear because my audience knows where I stand about this. Um, the, the, the jab is not the mark. I want to make that clear. But what's in it, which, again, I, I think I expressed at the beginning of it, is not good. Well, Trump wants to be known as the father of vaccines. 
And if you paid attention to the Abraham Accords and then the coin that came out with it, it in this coin that Donald Trump's signature is on, there's this, um, I don't know how to call it, but it's, it means art, but it has the jab, it has satellites, it has code in there. And what that is expressing is the vaccines, uh, quantum financial system, and so on. Well, quantum financial system is the beast system. And when people find out, so a lot of people are waiting on Nezra and Jezra to be released, which is this, you know, it goes back to King Solomon, which is ironic because Proverbs was written by King Solomon, from my understanding. Yes. Um, it wasn't. Well, King Solomon, that's his goal. That's Nezra and Jezra, all of his wealth that was stored. So this money that's supposedly being released is Nezra and Jezra. And if you read the benefits of what comes with Nezra and Jezra, it's all, if you can Google it, duck, duck, go it, whatever, it's there. It lists all of these things that people will get. But it also says in that what you're going to have to do you to, to be able to get into this financial system, you're going to have to sign on the dotted line, so to speak. But if you know anything about one world currency, which this is, and the reason why Starlink, the, the satellite system for internet, <laughs> that's about 5G. 5G is the internet of everything. So in the jabs, they have graphene oxide. Graphene oxide, the way it interacts with 5G, it's like a computer processor. Right. Program. So what we're going into, and this is the World Economic Forum's idea, uh, who the Klaus Schwab who wrote the Agenda 22, or he wrote, sorry, he's part of Agenda 2030, but he wrote the Great Reset and the Fourth Industrial Revolution. In the Fourth Industrial Revolution, it talks about the Internet of Bodies and us being merging with machine, becoming hybrid man and machine. Trump is part of the World Economic Forum. And I did not know that. Yeah, he's part of, he's, he's, the QFS, QFS is already here. So it can't go active until we have global 5G because they need to be able to monitor everything. They need global surveillance. So what's going to happen when we have this crash, the financial system crash, QFS will begin. To get into this financial system, you'll have to take the mark. That's the beast system. Trump is already, this is all, the groundwork's already laid. Everything that's playing out on your TVs right now is theater. It's theater. So I personally am willing to, until God kicks me in the teeth and shows me something different, I, I, I don't align with Trump at all. And, and, I, and here's why. I mean, we're, all the reasons I just told you, but there's many, many more. But I've had these same visions since I was a kid. So the fact that this is all playing out right now, I'm sorry. There's just no way I believe it. There's no man on this earth that is going to be, that's going to save the world. <laughs> it ain't going to happen. So Trump, the Q movement, any of that stuff. So anyway, without going down that wormhole too much, Oh, I, yeah. I, I just want to make sure, like, I want to say this and for you to pray about it because Trump will come back, but, and a lot of people are going to think that he's coming and saving the day, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it, 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 that, that, that is the furthest thing from the truth. So, no, I, yeah, I agree with you. And there is no man other than Jesus who's going to save this world. Um, what I do believe is that they are 
the upper echelon is trying to bring in the Antichrist sooner than the timeline. And we won't, we don't have time to get into timelines, but I do believe that God can use people even in their, you know, frailty, if I say that right, they can use, he can use people to, in order to slow down timelines. Um, of course, we know, I mean, there's a lot of stuff I don't stand for that Trump does. And um, I, I definitely, if, if it was Biden, or, or I guess maybe, I can't even say that name, but <laughs> both of them, I don't know if you get um, censored. Oh, I can't stand, uh, Biden is, to me is. He's evil. He's, he's like, center, he's, him and his, that what's going on in Ukraine, that's him. Yeah. It, it, like it. They're yeah, we are just run by wicked people. So, I mean, yeah, the, they're only, the only person we should have our faith in is the Lord. Absolutely. And that's, that's, and that's really the biggest thing I, I think I would tell your audience is that nobody, not in no offense to you, Joshua, but we cannot put our hope in anybody that we're listening to, not exactly. our pastor, not Joshua, not me, not your spouse, nobody. The only person you can give 100% hope in is Jesus. Mm -hmm. And that's why he said to me many times, hear my voice. And there's a scripture in Isaiah, it says, hear me, listen to me. He, he tells his people on numerous times, hear me, hear my voice and obey me. And I'm always like, but Lord, if people can't hear you, how are they going to obey you? Well, if you seek him, he says you'll find him. And he's not a liar. And his word doesn't return to us void. You looking for that scripture? Yeah, I just, in Isaiah 5, towards the end, it talks about foreign nations attacking. Isaiah is a trip to read right now. Actually, I just, just started reading it for the first time. Oh. Like, holy jeez. Um. The um, oh, I want to tell you something before I forget. Yeah, we have a platform called Grace Unfiltered. For I heard about it. Yeah, so when it's that platform's uh, available for you if you want it. So okay. and it would just be you, my wife, and I would introduce you, and then you would get to share anything that you wanted to share. So you can be obedient to the Lord because now is no time to mess around with disobedience either. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's um, so true. So I want to. So you had you said you had a word for me. Um. Yeah. I. Um, so as you were speaking, well, number one, I want to. Um. I want to tell you that what the Holy Spirit is all over you. So anytime you ever have a doubt that you're not getting things from the Lord and the enemy tries to lie to you and says, Oh no, that isn't really the Lord. You got to put out it, put it aside. Um, the word of the Lord is sharper than any two edged sword. Um, it, it does split between the soul and the spirit. And so you could say the words greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And it'll just, that thought will go away. But I can see that the Lord is working in you and through you. So when you speak, your words are very, very powerful. Do not hold back. Um, I even believe that you have the gift of prophecy within you, Joshua. 
And as you said, the Lord has been giving you vision since you were a boy. Um, God was protecting you. Um, that was a gift that he gave you. The enemy wants to steal that from you. And God was bringing that forward to show you that is something he's given to you as a gift. It is a gift. And now we have to be faithful with our gift. And that takes a step further. And that's multiplication. Faithful doesn't mean we're consistent. It means we multiply what we've been given. Um, and there's a parable of it when he gives the talents to the to his servants. I'm sure you're familiar. If not, I can share the scripture with that. But um, so you prophesying and also um, I felt teacher that you you have the gift of teaching. Um, and of course, that is the Lord's word, teaching people through stories, teaching people through his word. And don't hold back when you when you have that empowerment that comes over you, which is the charisma word I was sharing with you. Um, you have heavenly protection over you and around you. So don't doubt. Don't. There's never a time to fear. And I know you already know that, but the enemy's a liar of lies. So when you start to, as the world starts caving in, as we know it's going to do, it's just a matter of time push it aside because you have heavenly protection. You have some mighty warring angels surrounding you and your family at all times. Um, you may not be able to see them, but they are there. Um, the Lord wants to bless your ministry. He wants to multiply it. And that multiplication means he wants to give you the gifts, the charisma, grace to teach others how to do it as well. So it's not just you multiplying your platform so you receive the unmerited grace, that charisma back to you, but that you also teach others through it. And he's gonna give you these things. You won't know how you're gonna do it. It won't make sense to you, but he'll give you that wisdom, the knowledge, the discernment, that you don't understand and you'll look back and you'll say, there's no way I didn't know that. And that's because that was God working in you and through you. <laughs> and um, yeah, he, he wants to release such a mighty blessing upon you for what the enemy tried to steal from you. That like you said in the beginning, the enemy comes to kill, steal and destroy, but God comes to give abundant life. And he's going to do that. He is doing that. When I was about to say he's going, he's like, I am. I am doing that in your life and be prepared. Be prepared for the abundant blessing. And it may not come all at once. When it begins to come, when it begins to come in your life, it will continue flowing. And do not ever for one th time think that you don't deserve it or fear that it's going to stop. It's God giving that back to you that um, again, the enemy, he had a target on you because the enemy knew what you had inside you and the enemy wanted it from you. And if he couldn't stop you, he was gonna steal it from you. And so the Lord never left you. He wasn't, when all that stuff happened to you as a child, Jesus was with you the entire time. He cannot stop man's will. So he couldn't stop the free, He there's no, he can't intercede in between free will, but what he can do is take what happened to you and turn it against the devil. And that's what you're doing. 
And God's going to use you to terrify the devil and every single entity that came after you. They're going to wish they never messed with you. So um, I and I just want to pray over you right now, Joshua, because I want to seal this. Um, so, Father God, I just thank you for Joshua. I thank you for his courage and his bravery, his tenacity to keep going through the storms. Lord, I thank you for blessing him. We thank you for these gifts, the calling that you have placed on his life, Lord. I ask you bless him. I ask that you put such a mighty hedge of protection around him, his wife, his kids, even his twins, Lord. Lord, I ask for a blessing in return, a manifold blessing in return, even for the, the loss of what had happened there, Lord, that you will restore it. You're not going to just restore it, but you're going to multiply the restoration in that um, in that time that was lost. Lord, I thank you for um, blessing his ministry, um, his platform. But Lord, I call it a ministry because I do feel that you have placed ministry on his heart. And that is what this, uh, this is about. Lord, I thank you for the continued hedge of protection, these mighty warrior angels. I upgrade their armor with fiery armor. And um, I also upgrade the um, the arsenal, the weaponry that is being used against the demonic entities. And we release war and heavenly wrath upon the entities that came after him as a boy. We, we take it back, Lord. There is no, you are not bound by time or space. So we send angels off after them right now and let them be, let it be remembered that it was for Joshua, that you're destroying them because of what they did. We just thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in his life. And um, I thank you for the blessings that are about to come his way and just ask the angels go ahead of him to open every door that needs to be opened and close, close, lock and barricade every single door that does not need to be opened. I thank you, Father, in your heavenly name. Amen. Amen. Actually, I quit saying amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> head about it. Now I just say hallelujah. Um, the habit of amen. Anyway, um, thank you. And um, it's interesting as a kid, and I mean, I've shared this before, but I, I always visualize, not because my name was Joshua, but like I would get visions of Joshua. And I don't even really, I, I, the first part of Joshua, I can read pretty well, but like after that, I kind of get lost with it. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm worn out by this. And I, I get impatient with it and I go some, go to another book, but like I always felt Joshua in my spirit for some reason. And I would get dreams a lot of Joshua, but in the modern age, Joshua, I would okay. see in the modern, like the world that we're going into. Anyway, I always had that. And it was always weird to me and I never understood it. And I've had people go, yeah, you used to be Joshua or in like in, in people that believe in reincarnation. And I don't even know what I believe about that. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But the one thing that was always crazy is even when I was hurting and I was living a life of evil and all of that, I always had this deep-seated belief inside of me that I was supposed to do something Joshua-like. And um, 
and I and I always think back at all of the times that I should have died. And mm. I, the overdoses are one thing. Lots of overdoses didn't didn't die. Um, maybe had a stroke or two, but I didn't die. Um, but there was a couple times that I know for a fact because I was face on face with a semi driving in Oklahoma on I forty heading towards the eastern Oklahoma. And it was icy because it doesn't snow there really, but it ices and it's black ice. You can't see it. So I'm driving and all of a sudden the car spins out, go to the medium and end up on the other side of the road with a semi coming at me and it doesn't hit me. Whoa. Did you I, go like through it? I didn't hit it. I don't know. And it, and another time at an intersection that happened, like for some reason, like I wasn't paying attention or whatever slam on the brakes and this i i i end up head-on traffic car misses me i've had all of these weird death things that never happen even with the overdoses even all the stuff like i couldn't i wouldn't die god wouldn't kill me and so when i survived all of it and i gave my life to the lord and he gave me that vision from all the childhood visions on and then what was to come i it, it it's like in some side of me, I knew like, okay. And it made, it's made it easier. Not that it's been easy. It's actually really hard. Actually life is tougher, <laughs> but it's more joyful when you serve the Lord. Yes. Cause it's the opposite. Like everything you were ever taught and how we're supposed to live. Life with Jesus is the exact opposite. Everything is the opposite. And, and it's, I guess that's why they say it's a paradox. And it's just, I don't know, it, it, but I, I will tell you that being all in for me, and again, I, I'm not perfect and I make mistakes, but my heart is all in. My intentions are all in. The commitment is there. Yeah. I, it's easier because I just know in my spirit, it's the only way. And, and I want anyone out there. I don't, I can't, I don't want to spend the next three hours telling you how evil I was, but you can go look up my arrest records. You can go read the police reports. You can see what I did, who I hurt. The life that God took me from, I don't care how many drugs you've done. I don't care how many people you've beaten. I don't care how many people have beaten you. I don't care who's betrayed you or manipulated you or lied to you, what you've done, who you've defrauded, the crimes you've committed. I've done all that. I've done all of that. And God changed my life. Like, and it's not easy, but nothing worth, like nothing that's worth it is easy. Your dreams, it's not easy to get there. Your, the, 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 to, to, to get the woman or the man of your dreams, it's not easy because you've got to become who God created you to be to get that person. Yeah. It's not easy, but it's worth every second of it, every second of it. And so I want to encourage you out there. And I want Beth, I would actually, you have the prayer. would love for you to do the prayer, but yeah. anyone out there, this is no joke what's happening in the world you get to choose one side or the other this is not democrat and republican 
This is life and a life more abundantly or death. That's it. And I assure you, whatever your hangups are, the church may have hurt you, hurts me every day. But life with Jesus is not that the church, the physical building, or the people in it. Life with Jesus is freedom, it's joy, it's peace, and more importantly, it's without fear. It's without fear. And that's available for you. Beth, do you want to take this? That is so good. <laughs> so good, Joshua. Yeah, that is really good. Yeah, you should preach more. <laughs> I'm a, if anything, I would like to say I'm an evangelist, a shock jock evangelist, but um, I the, I don't like the, the title. Pre anyway, go. I don't want to run them all, but go. Yeah, um, I'm going to, I think I'm going to text you something that I felt like the Lord just told me. So I'm going to. You, you can it. say it. Well, no, I want to pray into it first. I want to make okay. sure I wasn't just. Because we're very unfiltered here. I know, I like <laughs> we're it. We're used to talking about everything. So go ahead. Yeah, yeah no, I want to just pray into it. Because you no matter what, whatever word you give someone. And as Joshua said earlier, everything I just said you know, I ask that every word falls to the ground if it is not from God, but take it to the Lord. This is, I do believe this is, this is realer. I mean, this is so real. <laughs> take it to the Lord. So, okay. So I'm just going to say a prayer and you can always, because you, this is also a recording available, available to you later. You can always rewind it and slow it down so you can pray along with it. Um, but for those of you who want to recommit your your life to Jesus, you want to recommit or you've never accepted Jesus into your life, um, this is the time to do it. And like Joshua said, you either fully surrender to Jesus or you're surrendering to Satan. There is no part time on either one. So you make that choice. And when he says it's life or death, um, I think that's what Joshua said. It's an eternity. So I don't want you to think that like, oh, it's just a choice and then you'll die. No, it's an eternity in either place. And what I hear is when you go to hell, if that's your destiny and that's what you choose, you're going to be tormented in the very area to where you're sitting, tormented more in wherever that sin was. So what you were doing to others, let's just say it was pedophilia. I'm going to pick that one because that one's near and dear to my heart. You yourselves will be tormented day and night. It will never go away. And it'll be the worst excruciating pain you've ever felt in hell. I, I'm not here to scare you, but I'm here to tell you the way it is. Um, choose life in heaven. And, and I'm not trying to sell you on this. So Jesus is the only one who's going to draw you. But I want to be real with you. Um, a, a life in heaven is ecstasy, like forever. So let me, I'm going to say this prayer. You're the one to make the choice. Um, so Father God, Lord, I just ask that you speak to every heart, every, every person who's listening right now, Lord, if it's somebody who's not sure and they want to rededicate their life to you or if um, they've never chosen you, um, they are being drawn. So, Lord, I as I am just speaking this, I ask that you pull on them, pull in the ones 
whole and everyone. You want none lost. Father God, in the name of Jesus, um, everybody who agrees with me, you can either pray along or you can just say that you agree at the end or um, plus, uh, press pause and be slow. But um, Father, I know that I have sinned and it has separated me from you. I am truly sorry, and now I want to turn away from my past sinful life toward you. Please forgive me and help me avoid sinning again. I believe that your son, Jesus Christ, died for my sins, was resurrected from the dead, is alive, and hears my prayer. I invite Jesus to become my Lord of my life, become the Lord of my life, to rule and reign in my heart. And from this day forward, please send your Holy Spirit to help me obey you and to you to do your will for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. If you've prayed this prayer of salvation with true conviction and your heart, you are now a follower of Jesus. Jesus. And there's like a celebration going on in heaven. And there are angels. There's just a celebration just for you. Like that is for you. Your name is written in the book of life forever. This is a fact. This is whether or not you feel any different right now. I'll tell you, some religious systems may have you had may lead you to believe that you should feel something, a warm glow, a tingly or some <laughs> other mystical experience. The fact is you may or you may not. If you have prayed the prayer of salvation and you meant it, you are now a follower of Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us that your eternal salvation is secure, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and you believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And that is in Romans 10, 9. So welcome to the family of God. Um, I encourage you, and I'm sure Joshua would too, would, I think it's really hard right now, but if you can find a local church, where you can be baptized in water and grow in the knowledge of God. That's through the word of God. Um, I myself have not found a local physical church. I will give you, well, that's up to Joshua. If where you where are you at? So the church that I follow online, um, I just do them online because I don't have any physical church that I trust, sadly. Um, yeah. I follow- You're in California, right? I am for now, but probably not for long. Okay. Yeah. Um, Church International. Um, if you want to follow a godly prophet who is tried and true, everything he's prophesied has come to pass. Um, Robin D. Bullock, B-U-L-L-O-C-K. Um, if you're into, he usually does praise and worship with an electric guitar. Um, at, it took me a long time to get used to it, I'll be honest. Um, but that's how he prophesies. The Spirit of God just comes on him, and then he begins to prophesy. Um, Oasis Church, um, I listened to him online. That's Tim Sheets. Mm-hmm. And then Regeneration Nashville. And that's obviously out of Tennessee, Nashville. Um, those are the three. I typically, it's usually just... I'll be honest, it's usually just Jesus and me, um, worship time and the word of God. But when I have time, if I'm driving, I'll listen to Church International. Yeah, it's um, 
we've actually stopped going to, we have church here and when we have church every day here, um, I miss it. I miss going, but I miss the people, you know? Yeah, I do. I do. I, I miss that part, but I, we're trying to do our part, like with grace unfiltered, we're giving ministries to people and teaching them and hoping that they, that it inspires them and the Lord shows them something through it. Because part of what we do with our foundation is create other ministries. It's not just TV and movies and books and stuff like that, but our goal is to launch ministries and a ministry can be a lot of different things. Your ministry can be through your painting. Your ministry can be through singing. Your ministry could be through filmmaking. There's a lot of different ways to lead people to Christ. There's a lot of people, there's a way to express your love. There's a lot of different ways to express your love for Jesus too. So ministries doesn't need God. You can't put God in a box and ministry shouldn't be either. I agree. The two are connected. So I love what you said. I love what you're sharing. And um, just truly honored uh, that you came here today. I, I have to tell you that um, I agree with your word. And, um, and it's encouraging to me. Again, I'm not scared of this. That's what Jesus does. And mind you, I think I was kind of born to not be scared of stuff, you know, uh, other than God. And um, I, and I'm, I'm fortunate for that. But because, you know, life gets a little bit crazy sometimes. And sometimes, yeah, I, I'll get a little bit of fear, but I was not born to fear. But as a believer and with Christ, you have no reason to fear because he says plainly, I don't know how many times in the Bible, do not fear, do not fear, do not fear, do not fear. And, and that's amazing. When you're one of God's children, you have no reason to fear everything he has. He will provide everything that you need. And look, it's easy. I mean, I'm surrounded by, you know, I miss LA. I miss, I miss living in Hollywood. I miss all that stuff. I miss my Rolex watches. What well, was it? Rolex, my tags and my other really nice watches. I miss my, my fancy cars and I miss all that stuff, but none of it brought me any joy because there was always someone that had something nicer. And it's kind of like what I was saying at the beginning about if we could just all unite around Christ, this pure, perfect, amazing thing that loves us all exactly the way we are. There's no judgment of your skin color. You know what? If you're there battling your sexuality right now, I get it. Trust me. I live that life. I get it. But God loves you too, exactly the way you are. Mm -hmm. and, and, and the more you accept that, the more you'll start to make more loving decisions for yourself. And you'll start to see why God loves you exactly the way you are, because you're made in his image. Mm -hmm. yeah. And God has so much for you. It's amazing. It's amazing. So it's it's the only life worth living, and and look and if I can if you if you if you are you prayed that prayer or you need prayer, just wherever you're watching from, there's a con there's a way to say hey I want to talk to you or send me a, a DM or if you're on the website or you're on the network watching, comment because I'll be able to see the comment. Contact us. I'll pray. I'll be happy to pray for you. I'm happy to support you, but. I now is the time if you're in a believer that you've been sitting on the sideline, I want to challenge you. Take advantage of this grace unfiltered or gratitude unfiltered opportunity. This is the perfect platform to share your testimony on, to share what the Lord's been putting on your heart. Now is the time because if you are silent, 
kind of like when we were being guilted into when we were they were trying to get us to rat people out and they're saying you're complicit if you're silent and you're not pointing out people that aren't wearing a mask and all that crap well you know that was wrong first of all but i will tell you this if you're a believer and you're not using your testimony you are complicit in other people going to hell because there's people dying literally there's people dying waiting to hear your testimony truth truth and what the lord said to the servant who did nothing with the talent he hid it he actually said you wicked and lazy servant and that was a believer because the servant was in the house of the lord so if you don't do something you are considered lazy and wicked and jesus christ himself said that to the servant so it's true and i i really i agree with you joshua people need to share their testimony their stories even if it's a short one share it because if someone else hears it they're gonna have hope and our world needs hope right now so does that mean you're committing to doing grace unfiltered yeah hallelujah Yeah. yeah god bless you beth thank you god bless you you're welcome see you soon Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, how about that? That was awesome. I don't even know how long, I don't know how long we went, but thank you. Uh, so grateful for Beth, grateful for that word. She's right. There's no reason to fear. There's no reason to fear. And I know that's really, really like sounds crazy. Like if you're in fear right now, that sounds crazy. But the reason I can smile is not because I'm a sociopath, and I'm a masochist that was never into that, by the way. So I'm not a masochist. I don't, I, this is not what I, I don't, I don't want to see that happen to people. I don't want to see people living in fear. I don't, I don't enjoy this, but I can smile because I have peace. I've never had peace in my life. And there's, and through it all, like I didn't fear COVID. I didn't fear any of those things because of Jesus, because I believe in God's promises and they're true because I get to see them manifest in the natural every day. Every day, I see miracles every day and it's not always gonna be easy. It's not always gonna be, even be fun, but you'll have joy, you'll have peace and you will always have somebody in your heart that will never ever let you down. And I don't know about you, but I've been let down a bunch lately. Just yesterday, the day before that, the day before that, maybe even today. Actually, today, yes, I did. I was in a bad mood. Before this, I was in a crappy mood. But the thing about it is that I know in the end that God is never letting me down. He's going to provide all of your needs. And anything that you're willing to surrender to him, he will use for good. Think about that. Hanging on to your addiction, hanging on to a loved one that is beating you. I shouldn't say loved one, someone that you love. And you keep believing that they're going to change. Oh, he loves me, but he... You know, he just got too much to drink and he, and he just got mad at me. And, I, you know, I should have shut my mouth. You know, I should have shut my mouth. 
beat you again. I've been that guy. I've been that guy. I've been the abuser. I'm telling you right now, no man should raise his hand at you. And you know, women, sometimes you, you do. <laughs> it's like, I, I, like, you know, you, you do, you poke a little bit, but it's no excuse for a man to put his hands on you. And no one should put their hands on each other anyway. But if you're in a safe, like if you're in a bad relationship, a toxic relationship, you, you're, you're, you're in a toxic work environment, surrender it. Anything that you will lay at Jesus' feet, Jesus, take this, take this from me. He'll use it. Worry, fear, addiction, lust. He will because you don't have to carry it anymore. You don't have to stay in it anymore. And I know it's scary. And though, you know, and if you're and if you out there, another thing too, like I'm just like all this stuff is coming to me now, but this this the 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 the, the, the you hanging on to these the the fear, worry, uh resentments, anger, you know, you're feeling you're experiencing blockage, or you're feeling like, gosh, like when is my blessing gonna come? Or why does everything around me seem to fall apart? Like I get right there to the finish line. I'm almost at gold. I'm almost like I'm almost at, I've almost got that home run. I'm almost got the, the the prize, whatever it is. Like you feel like you're about to finish the race, then you're about to experience victory, and then it falls apart. Another disappointment. I get it. I get it. I've, I've been there too. But ask yourself this. Is there something that you're hanging on to that no longer belongs to you? Let me rephrase it. Is there something that you're hanging on to that no longer serves you? That's no longer benefiting you, but you're hanging on to it because you think that it's going to be made new. You only have so much capacity in your body. So sometimes we have to give some things up. We have to give up, even if it's good. Sometimes we have to give up something good to get great. And God is not a God of good. People say God's a good God. Bullcrap. Bullcrap. He's a great God. He's a supernaturally awesome, bad mamma jamma God. He's an exceptional God. He's extraordinary. Better word, extraordinary. Not good, extraordinary. And he's faithful. He's always on time, and he keeps his promises. Who in your life that you're serving, that you're holding on to now, can say that? Can you say that for everyone in your life? They don't ever let you down? They don't disappoint you? They don't hurt your feelings? They don't lie to you? They don't cheat on you? They don't beat you? Surrender something today. How about this? This is an easy one. One thing, just one. Give up one thing for God today. Say, okay, God, I've been trying to do this myself, but today, and it's not going anywhere, it's not really working out the way I want it to. Maybe you're fighting with your spouse. Kid problems, well, I don't know. Okay, I've been trying to do it my way, God, but today, I give this to you. I surrender to you. I lay this at your feet, however you want to verbalize it. But verbalize it. I surrender this to you, Lord. Make room for God to 
give you something back. Actually, there's something I should talk about with Beth. Her sister did this with me. I got to tell you this before I leave. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's an hour 40 minutes. This is like old school shows. I used to do three hour ones. Anyway, there's an exercise. Speaking to the courtrooms of heaven. And this one tripped me out because I, I, like when, the, it was the earliest memory and I'm going to speed this. I'm not going to go into all the detail. But one of the exercises was I, we asked the Holy Spirit to reveal a memory to me of my earliest memory. And it was something so juvenile and trivial. It was like, it was the dumbest memory ever. And I thought that I had healed from it. Or, you know, like forgiven it. And it was a situation when I was young. I was six years old. And two friends in my neighborhood. And friend B and friend C. Uh, friend B gave a candy bar to C, but not to me. A. <laughs> so I got mad and I punched him in the face. Because he wouldn't share with me. Anyway, I got in bad trouble. My dad beat the crap out of me when he got home, all that stuff. But we went to this memory. And I was like, why am I having this memory, you know? I asked for forgiveness about this. And he showed me something. What that all led to. And long story short is my five and six-year-old, they, it, it, it wrecks me when they don't share. It wrecks me. I get triggered by it. it it breaks my heart, it upsets me, it bothers me, like it, ruin, it will ruin my day if they don't share with each other. So anyway, in this prayer, in the talking, it helped me start to see why and how this is manifested in my life at 42 years old today. It's like still affecting me. Six years old, and it's about a punch in the face and a candy bar not being shared with, not feeling worthy, not feeling good enough, not feeling like I'm good enough to have friends, not feeling like, and on and on and on. So in this exercise, as I'm with Jesus, King Jesus, I surrender, I give him all of those things. I surrender it to him. And Jesus then gives you something back. My whole life, my very first vision was about, it wasn't the end of the world, it was about serving. I could see this, and I and I was happy, and I was peaceful, and I was serving in what I believed to be Africa, in the people I was helping. I've never been to Africa. Never been, I've been to Costa Rica and Mexico, but nowhere else. But my, that's all I've ever wanted to do is travel the world and serve. That, that, that is my dream. I am the world's mayor, after all. <laughs> I've only been to a few countries. I want to go to all of them. All of them. I want to put media, youth media literacy centers, youth media literacy centers all over the world. And there's a reason for that. Because if you know media, you can do anything. You can pull people out of poverty. You can make your dreams come true when you know media. That's why I want to teach it. That's where I'm gifted. That's my skill set is I know media, especially the future media. Anyway, so I surrender all of this to Jesus. I give it to him. And her sister, Anna, says, what did Jesus give back to you? And I was like, well, I go, really? She goes, yeah, what did he give back to you? And I said, well, Jesus handed me the globe, put it in my hands. 
obviously, I think the Lord loves symbolism. And that may not mean anything to you. But for me, it's everything. It's not world domination. It's not what it means. There's much deeper meaning than that. There's no domination. It's all about world elevation. My point is this. Don't settle for good. Don't settle for bad or even crappy because some of you are settling for crappy. Give all of anything that's not great in your life. Anything that's not great. Give it to God and watch what he does with your life. Thank you for being here. God bless you. Thank you, Beth. God bless you. We'll see you again.